0: Distilled is a production of Chemical Processing. Chemical Processing focuses on serving engineers, designing, and operating plants in the chemical industry.
1: Welcome to the Solution Spotlight edition of our Chemical Processing Distilled podcast. Solution Spotlight, delving deeper into a topic from an industry perspective. Today we're going to talk about supply chain issues, global competition, and the need to deliver high-quality products. In today's world, you must keep track of inventory, improve operations, make better products, and drive smart, sustainable growth. It's a tall order, but the right tools will help. I'm Tracy Purdom, Executive Digital Editor of Chemical Processing, and with me is Randy Smith, Co-Founder and CEO of Vicinity Software. The Marietta, Georgia-based company's Vicinity Chem is a comprehensive process manufacturing ERP software system designed for chemical manufacturers. Thanks for joining me today, Randy.
0: Thanks for having me, Tracy. I appreciate uh, giving the opportunity to talk about some of these topics.
1: Well, let's jump right into it. Um, In today's climate with all sorts of supply chain issues, what do chemical processing facilities need to do to keep up with inventory changes?
0: Yeah, you know, especially in in 2022 where we're looking at some real supply chain issues, I don't know that we've experienced this recently, uh, where suppliers are limited either on availability of products or kind of transportation, getting products to the facilities to be processed. We're really having all kinds of, of new challenges and new struggles, largely around understanding what inventory we have on hand or coming in the pipeline. And it's just it's really just tougher right now to get the product when we need it. Uh, so with that, it is becoming more important to know what you've actually got on hand, what you've already ordered from various suppliers, what their timelines are of, of delivering that product to the facility in a timely basis. You know, I I don't know that we've experienced this. Probably the last time was probably back in 2008 uh, around the petroleum industry or petroleum challenges, where if you could get inventory, it was uh, particularly expensive and typically late, um, all being driven by some of the shortages in, in crude oil and, and things like that. So, you know, we had kind of harken back to that time and some of the challenges that we had in that. Uh, So from from my perspective, the starting place is knowing what you've got available and then predicting into the future what your usage is going to be, so that you can then communicate that with your suppliers. Vicinity does that, Vicinity Chem does that through utilizing real-time inventory quantity on hand. So when you you record a transaction, it's there and and updating the system real-time being able to use, you know, calculations in the system, material requirements planning to help you identify what you're going to need and when you're going to need it, and also when you're going to see shortages in the future. So really the key, as I see it, is having better information about what inventory you've got available and what inventory you've
1: already placed with your suppliers. And obviously there's so many things that we can't control. Obviously, you know, these supply chain issues, the transportation. But having something in place that you can control will help you hedge your bets basically. Is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah, that's right. I think we, uh, there, there are so many unknowns out there. If you can control the things you can control and do that without spending a lot of time and effort to do so, uh, we'll put you ahead of those in line for the same chemicals, the same ingredients that you're needing. Uh, I think that's, a, that's an important uh, key to making it through the next uh, few years as the supply chain starts to settle back in.
1: Now, you had mentioned that um, you you can foresee shortages coming. How does that work? Is that something, uh, explain that to me. Yeah, so so basically
0: most companies will have a general idea of what they're planning to make or what their customers are going to be buying into the future. Uh, They've got all kinds of, of of ways and metrics to identify that, whether it be looking in the rearview mirror and um, projecting forward, or even having frank conversations with customers. Whatever that case may be, understanding what materials, what you're going to sell, will allow you to drive out how much raw material you're going to need to make those products. So each of our clients have got various formulas, that have got different percentages of chemicals, and if we know what we need to produce, we can easily calculate what raw materials are necessary to make those products. Uh, fairly straightforward MRP, material requirements planning uh, routine, that's built into our system to help a procurement person identify that next June we're gonna need 10,000 pounds of this raw material so that we can let the supplier know that in advance
1: how important is it for facilities to know how changes in inventory costs will affect production?
0: Yeah, so not only are we having supply chain issues, we're also having kind of hyperinflationary times right now. Uh, So what we paid for ingredients, you know, uh, what we're paying for ingredients today is more expensive than they were last year, and it's less than it's going to be next year. So change Cost changes, price changes are very volatile right now across all kinds of industries. We're seeing it at gas pumps, grocery stores, you know, in supply chains for chemicals, so it's, it's just out there. And as these prices increase, manufacturers really have three ways to address this. One is to increase their prices to the customers. You can do that some, but uh, it, there's, there's a limit to that. Or they can absorb the price increase Or they can find substitutes for those ingredients if that's even possible. So, you know, as the supply chain challenges continue, you're having, you know, more demand on on a limited supply driving price up, but you've also got transportation costs that are increasing as well. Uh, Just getting the product from point A to point B is becoming more important. So, basically, with this increased volatility of price, uh, means we need to be able to calculate the cost of production more accurately and out into the future, in other words, knowing if my cost is a dollar today it 's probably going to be a dollar ten in the future pretty quickly and being able to get ahead of that cost change is 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 a real challenge out there for for many chemical manufacturers. So really what they need is a system that allows them to look at what the current inventory price is without having to do any work. So I just bought it for a dollar. I shouldn't have to spend any time knowing that. My system should already know that. But also having a way to say, okay, I just talked to the supplier, and they're looking at three months from now or six months from now, the cost of this ingredient going from a dollar to a dollar and a quarter. How can I best understand how that's going to impact my production costs of the products I'm making today using those ingredients. So having a system to be able to deal with this volatility, being able to record the anticipated costs of ingredients and roll that into anticipated production costs of my finished goods becomes really vital so that we can make those decisions of increase prices to the customer, absorb those costs, or find some alternate supplier. So the Synity Chem, what we were able to do is first off, we we're able to see that current cost just natively in the system. You do a purchase order, a PO receipt, the cost gets updated automatically. There's no work that has to be done there. But also, a method and a, a repository of data that allows us to, when we're talking to our suppliers, here's the cost that's going to be changing in the future, and our cost roll-up can read both of those costs, the current cost as well as the projected cost, and help you get a projected cost or produced inventory out into the future. Again, being able to determine which method we're going to go, absorb the cost, increase the cost, or find some other kind of supplier.
1: There are obvious benefits of an accurate chemical usage forecast, but can you tell us a little bit more about the, maybe not the the most obvious benefits of having this in place?
0: You think about you know, who is your ideal customer, uh, the person buying from you. Now, they're typically people that are predictable. They're, they're folks that are easy to work with, and even if you have uh, slippages in your production schedule, they're able to adjust with that. Being able to predict what your raw material usage is going to be and communicate that to your supplier makes you a better customer for your supplier. And when you're a better customer for your supplier, you're going to start getting breaks, whether that be price breaks or availability of inventory, or when you do need something expedited, they'll go out of their way to solve that problem for you because you've already paid that forward by making that your supplier's life a lot easier. You're, you're stabilizing their production schedule. You become a more predictive type a character or, or player in in their portfolio, their customers. You become a good customer and a customer. And to be able to do that, you really need a system that can go look at those quantity on hands, uh, look at the MRP, the material requirements planning, to identify where your shortages are going to be, so that you can communicate that with your supplier in a timely basis, and also be able to. There are going to be times that things uh, happen that you weren't expecting, but be able to communicate that out into the future so your supplier can help you address those particular times. So you being able to, you as a chemical company, being able to predict what you're going to need in the future kind of gives a baseline for everybody to work from so that now we're only addressing the changes. We're not having to address everything. We've got a baseline that's already been predicted
1: so you're not pulling a fire drill every single time and when you really have a fire drill you're not going to be addressed as readily so if you if you work with your with your suppliers then you you have a better relationship that's that's something that people don't think about
0: yeah that's exactly right and you know again getting back to your favorite customers what makes them your favorite customers generally it's because they're predictable and they're easy to work with and, and if you can be that for your suppliers, you're just you're so much better than those you're having to compete to the same ingredients.
1: Now let's flip that a little bit. Let's talk about vendors. Why is it important to review vendor performance on a regular basis?
0: Yeah, well, like everything, you know, everything changes over time. Uh, the same company that you bought from, you know, five years. Ago may not be the same today or into the future. Things change. They've got you know their own supply issues. They they may have management issues, you know, changes in management. They may have had it, gone through an acquisition where they're now part of a larger group or a conglomerate. So over time, companies can change. Those changes can have an impact on things like quality and price and delivery times and even customer service. Uh, so we can't expect our, our suppliers to be exactly the same you know, forever. Uh, so we have to also be able to adjust with that. Well, the challenge associated with that change is, is you need to have some type of systematic strategy to look at um, vendor performance, something objective, whether that be meeting their lead times or price increases or potentially adjusting to a change in the production schedule for you. Coming up with... Uh, some type of reasonable uh, method to identify how they're performing against what you need. And remember that not all suppliers are the same. In other words, they supply different products, and, and those products may have more effect on your uh, ability to produce than other products. So you may have something that is limited supply, critical to your production with little little substitutions, uh, those products, the supplier of those products, become more important to you as far as change is concerned than maybe some others that are more commodity-based where I can go get that same product from other suppliers. So looking at the suppliers uh, related to each other, in other words, putting them in categories of critical to your business success, putting them together and reviewing them together is is really important. And when you do start seeing changes, you know, delivery times, prices, quality, things like that, being able to see that in real time. So that you're not looking back over your shoulder two years ago, but rather seeing it as it's happening and communicate with that supplier. Hey, we're seeing X, Y, and Z. Is there a reason here for this? Is there something we can do to help with that? Is that something you're going to be able to address? And then over time, say over the next couple of months, monitor that openly with the supplier and and say you know yeah we're back on track or you know we're not quite where we need to be what else can we be doing just a continuing feedback loop with your supplier with cam matched with Microsoft Dynamics, we're able to monitor those vendor relationships and how they're they're supplying to us. In other words, I order on this date, it was delivered on this date. We can now calculate an actual lead time, or maybe we needed this expedited and they were able to address it, or maybe cost fluctuations over time. This information becomes really helpful for the procurement folks to have that conversation we were just talking about. It can be a difficult conversation, but if you come with actual metrics, you come with things that you are tracking, and say, this is what we're seeing. How can we work together to make this change? It will go so much better with your supplier if you're able to come with with that type of discussion.
1: And uh, communication and relationships are so important in business, more so than, than people can really understand. But those are soft things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the basis of everything is the data analytics to get to these soft things. Can we talk about the importance of those?
0: Sure. You, you know, it. it what i we've been, vicinity cam's been around for about 20 years, and I've been in formula and batch manufacturing for probably closer to 30 and um, it's really going to interesting that previously uh, we were really struggling to get data. You know, get my data out of my system so I can look at it. You know, write this custom report for me so I can see what's going on. Uh, it was very dependent upon somebody in an IT environment or somebody keeping big stacks of, of papers or keying that into Excel, et cetera. That's where we were 20 years ago. I think the opposite is true now. We have way more data than we ever knew what to do with. Uh, and it's, it's readily available. Systems that we're in today, like Vicinity can provides a lot of information uh, to be able to analyze things like yields and cost and vendor performance, a lot of these things we've been talking about. Uh, but the key is, what are you going to do with that, and how are you going to make sense of it? And, and so now, because we can get data out of, say, a control system, a piece of equipment, or you can go to the web and get uh, your big data, uh, whether that be electric usage over a regional time period, or new housing starts, or any kind of metric type data that might help you, that's all readily available today. But what do we do to be able to make that meaningful to us? And the way that happens is... To, to keep that data in its original source. In other words, in vicinity chem's perspective, we've got a lot of quality data in our system. There's no reason to push that out to Excel and create a whole nother stockpile of data, but rather leave it in the system or maybe there's analytical data out on in the web that you can just extract uh, over time and you can see that data in real time. You know, I use the example of housing starts, if that's relevant to your industry. Uh, mm-hmm. Be able to see that and over time, those numbers are going Change, don't bring it into your system, but rather leave it out there and analyze it, extract that data, if you will, use it uh, with various tools. And when you do that, you start decoupling yourself from, say, uh, some IT, heavy IT departments that have to import or export data or get it from one source to the next source. With today's technology, you're able to actually reach in and see that data and use it and correlate it with your existing data. Uh, Power BI is a great tool out there that allows people, uh, Joe user, if you can use Excel, you can use Power BI. Um, And basically, you can take data sources and join them together. Like, for example, I want to see my formula usage over time compared to, customer purchases or sales shipments that I've got. That kind of data is really easy to connect nowadays, and I can put it up on a web page that my salesperson sitting out in the field that isn't out in the office or is at his home office or whatever, is able to see that data and and, and work with it in a toolbox like Excel uh, using some of the query analytics of Excel and then push it up into the web so that appropriate people can see that data. That data now becomes meaningful to the company and to the individual, and I'm not having to wait for an IT department to go and put it in a dashboard or in a graph that is helpful to me. I am able to do that, and I don't have to have an IT degree to do that. So that's kind of where we've come from. Well, we were starved for data 20 years ago. Now we've got more data we know what to do with, but now we have tools to analyze it.
1: And, and you, you're bringing this up, but I want to get drive that point home that if you if you have these tools but you don't know how to use them, how useful is it? And what do you do to make sure that they understand the capabilities and what is available to them? Yeah, so
0: I can. It's it's that it is a challenge, and I think we're still crossing that chasm a little bit. In um, uh, but as the workforce gets relative to me younger, um, they 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 come to uh, they come to the environment with a a, a completely different mindset on using technology. They're willing <laughs> That's the to, truth. <laughs> they're willing to kind of roll up their sleeves and get in and dry it. That's wonderful. But for, for, for us that are still uh, kind of, uh, you know, still catching up, I think there's still some work to be done there uh, as it relates to training, as it relates to getting people comfortable with going in and giving it a, t- a try. But as as that younger generation comes in, I think I think it's just more natural for them. You can almost just give them a tool and, and let them play with it. But there are some wonderful tools out there, training tools out there on the web that kind of take you into, say, Power BI, for example, with uh, just standard dashboards that you can, you can download and start using and plug your data into it. So there's actually a great deal of support uh, infrastructure out there to, to bring people like me into into using some of these tools. And Vicinity Chem's got it kind of built into our application, and, uh, and our implementation team really kind of helps people start utilizing those and kind of be a mentor, if you will, a data mentor to help them kind of visualize some of that data.
1: Well, Randy, do you have anything you want to add that maybe we didn't touch on that's important on this topic?
0: Um, you know, I think, I think largely it's about, uh, I mean, particularly about, about data specifically, I think it's important for people to realize that the tools are out there and they're not as scary as people might, might think. And you don't have to invest a huge amount of time or effort to be able to look at that type of data. Also, I think more globally than that, in this conversation we've had, we've got some real challenges ahead of ourselves, but they're very manageable, especially with a system where you can get to your data, whether that be pricing data, whether that be inventory data, whether that be compliance data, uh, you're able to get to that data today uh, to be able to make these decisions that are even more important than they were last year. As we come out of pandemic, as we supply chain starts to hopefully uh, clean itself up in the months and years to come, that uh, things will get a bit easier for us, but those companies on the other side of it will be stronger and, and more versatile and more agile as we move forward.
1: Well, I appreciate the time with you today and giving us a little bit of insight on how you can use data to become a, a better customer and then ultimately bolster your bottom line. So that's, an, that's a side of it we don't usually see. So I appreciate the time you've put into this.
0: Well, I appreciate you uh, letting me share some of my thoughts on, on this topic. And uh, we, we look forward to the years moving forward with some of the challenges we got.
1: All right. Thanks so much, Randy.
0: Thank you.